Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, welcome to uh, From the Terraces uh, from uh, uh, this week. It's actually going to be a bit of an unusual one because I'm currently in Curzon Ashton awaiting the uh, start of the first round of the FA Cup proper. Um, so this was all pre-recorded on Friday with the Histon and City results spliced in on Sunday morning. Uh, so a bit of a weird one. This has all happened already. However, having said that, we will have all the usual uh, guests. Matt will be joining us uh, shortly as we do a preview of the match. Obviously can't talk about the actual result because it hasn't happened yet. We'll also be talking to uh, Lance and Robbie about uh, Histon and City results. Histon playing Long Buckby, City playing Stamford. Um, so uh, we'll be talking about those and uh, having some uh, audio that I record on Sunday uh, to go in there. And I've also already spoken to uh, Cambridge City uh, ladies and Cambridge United women, Rob Coles and Darren Marjoram, uh, featuring uh, their game, uh, the Derby uh, City United at St Neots, uh, which also starts in about an hour when this is being broadcast. Blimey, this is complicated. Uh, Today, tomorrow, yesterday. Hopefully it will all go according to plan. And we'll start, as we usually do, with uh, Cambridge United. So, as I say, uh, this is all a little bit unusual. Uh, Matt, we uh, hope you are on the line. (laughs) Hey Tim, how you doing? <laughs> I'm getting myself confused whether it's today, tomorrow or yesterday. So it's Friday as we record this. It'll go out on Sunday uh, and the game won't have started. So this is going to be unusual that we're going to spend a while talking about Cambridge United without actually talking uh, about the result of a game. Um, but uh, we're going to get do a bit of a, of, a, of a preview of the game. I've got the uh, audio from the press call. Um, so Matt, you're looking forward to uh, the Curzon Ashton game? Well, it's, it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Um, obviously, we had such a successful season last year. Um, you know, some really good results, uh, a good run to the fourth round. Uh, unfortunately, being beaten by Luton um, in the end. So, you know, to start the FA Cup trial again and to have this uh, very uh, potential banana skin tie against the uh, Curzon Ashton side in the in the Conference North, who are sort of in the low and mid-table of, of the Conference North at the moment. It, it, it's an interesting one and it's, and it's always good, you know, when you get new teams that you haven't played for forever or at all. And, um, you know, we, we know exactly what to expect because if we're not on it today... Um, yeah, we're going. We're going to. We're going to lose. Basically, you know, it's we're there to be shot at. You know, with the League One side, everybody expects us to go through, and um, you know, Curzon have got nothing to nothing to lose really. So if if they go out there and play with no fear, 
um, we we know exactly what can happen because it happened to us a few years ago against Guysley. Yep, and we'll be talking about that one strangely enough in, <laughs> in a little while. But uh, uh, let's listen to uh, some of the audio rather than in one big lot. I've split it up into bits. So obviously we've been talking for a while now about the, uh, the, the difficult October that we had in terms of both the number of games and the quality of the opposition we were playing. Uh, the first question this morning uh, was talking was asking Mark about whether the pause uh, in the fixtures that we're going to see, well, we saw uh, a long gap between uh, last week and this week, uh, and then obviously in November, currently only uh, three games, or four games, I think, um, if we get through in the FA Cup game uh, today. Um, So this is what he had to say about the gap and how they were using it. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, we certainly need it. We're just talking upstairs actually about... um, the next probably up until January, between now and then, it's uh, certainly a lot, lot quieter period. We've pretty much got a game a week all the way through until that Christmas week. So um, that should help us. Um, to be honest, we need it with the numbers being as they are a little bit in a minute and we're a little bit lighter with injuries. So we um, we need a little bit of time to make sure our boys are recharged and, and ready, to, ready to play. But also gives us a bit of an opportunity to train. So... The game being Sundays changed our routine a little bit this week. So we trained um, Tuesday, Wednesday. Boys were off yesterday. We trained today. We'll travel there tomorrow, and um, and obviously play Sunday afternoon. So it's just given us a chance to have a few sessions going into a game which we haven't had really for a while. Um, so that's good. And then I, I'm hoping that in the next month there's uh, there's plenty of opportunities to do that. Obviously the bits that could change that is the potential of the second round and and when that would be if we were to progress on the weekend and secondly um if there were replays obviously for, for this game at some point during the month but other than that we know it's a two league game month and then see how many cup games there are within it but we'll deal with the first one on Sunday and uh yeah go there and uh and try and put on a really good performance against a team that are on a on a good run in the competition and it's interesting. I mean, we, we definitely want to see what, whatever the result, it, it not to drag out. Ideally, we win uh, on uh, Sunday and then can move on to uh, league games and then pick up the second round at the end of the month. But it's important that we don't be responsible for our own cluttering of the fixture list in November, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. It's key for us that we try and avoid that replay if we, if we can. Um, you know the 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 squad has been injury hit, as I'm sure you know. We'll listen to Mark say soon. You know the the bodies in specific areas are getting low now, and it's up to us, really and truly, as the you know as the professional League One side, to go there and do what we have to do. And you know, it's it's going with a game of football. And, um, you know, on our day and if we, we go out and we, you know, dominate proceedings and play the football that we know that we can play, you know, we would, we should have more than enough about us to, to go out there and uh, get the job done on Sunday and, um, you know, get get through to that second round and see what happens from there. But, you know, as, as you say, we don't want to be on the other end of the stick, which is, you know, getting knocked out and, uh, you know, being the, you know, being the cup upset so early. 
in the season. So, you know, and uh, you, as we know, the, the prize money for, for the rounds are, are pretty decent for, you know, for a football club like us as well. And, um, you know, it could go towards, you know, January, which, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about in the next month or two. And, you know, areas for the squad to be improved in because, you know, this, this squad is going to need improving in January. So a good cup run will go a little way to, to help with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you've already talked about what a great cup run we had uh, last season, unfortunately coming to an end to Luton. But uh, the Newcastle game, you know, one of those ones that you, you, you'll have in the memory forever. And of course, for Ash, for Curzon Ashton, it, it's a huge game. Um, we, we were talking to Mark about, uh, you know, how they were, how Curzon Ashton would be approaching this. This is what he got to say about their big opportunity. Yeah, look, it's what the competition's about, isn't it? I mean, we obviously experienced that one of our best best ever days last year in this competition and and they are the the moments that you're obviously fighting for and for us to have that we have to get through some rounds to to try and progress to that that stage i mean Curzon have been in a a really good really good run to this point uh beating fc united manchester beating scarborough i mean that that was a uh, took a replay to do that and then um peter sports in the last round with a, with a good win there so we know that it's um we know that it's a challenging game for us because there'll be surprises in this competition this weekend there always are we've got to try and make sure we're not one of those and that we can progress obviously we were uh, a team that was a giant killer last year now i am not for one moment suggesting that we're a giant but i obviously understand the story being a non-league team against us it's a it's a big occasion and i think the atmosphere will reflect that we'll be well supported ourselves and we want to make sure that we put on a good performance and and try and start the month with a really good positive result yeah, we, it's certainly a great way to start November if we can come up with a win straight off uh, on the back of this. But as you said, we've, we've been victims of the giant killer before. Uh, you alluded to it. We're going to talk about it a little bit more later on. But obviously, what, four year, almost exactly four years ago, Geisley, uh, again, a, a team that we were expected to be and... I mean, the oddest thing happened at that game. I mean, we were down within minutes. We were down, I think it was 4-0 at one stage. Um, we managed to pull one goal back midway through uh, the second. I think it was a George Maris goal. Uh, no, it was an Abire goal. The George Maris's was the second goal and Abire's was the last. And, and, and in the end, it was a 4-3 loss and it kind of looked like it wasn't too bad. But when you consider two of our uh, the last two of our goals were scored in uh, pretty much extra time, I think, um, it, we were absolutely routed by uh, Geisley. Yeah, completely right. Um, probably one of the lowest moments for for the football club in you know a long, long, long time, and the, the season was was probably littered uh, with them as well uh, that year uh, with, with the squad that we had and the players that we had as well. And uh, as you say, you know, when people look back at that that game and they see four three, and everybody thinks, oh, it was. It was completely close. Um, it wasn't close at all. You know, the, the players were absolutely unacceptable that played in that shirt that day. Um, they, you know, zero effort, zero desire, couldn't do the basics at all. Um, and so much has changed. And like Mark said, you know, last year we had one of our best ever days, you know, beating Newcastle at St James's Park. And it's a, it's a role reversal for us uh, on Sunday. You know, we, we are as a... The, the Newcastle as such and Curzon National and the Cambridge United, you know, they've got nothing to lose and, you know, anything that they get 
um, you know, is going to be a bonus. You know, if if they if they win the game, it, you know, it's a cup upset, and quite rightly so. If they draw a game and get to a replay, obviously the the pressure is back on us even more so to to go out, you know, at home and perform and you know try and get through to the second round, especially since we'll know who will be playing in the second round if if it does go to a replay. And it, and if we win the game outright, you know it, it's it's an expected result. You know it's something that we should do. So you know the players are going to have more enough pressure on Sunday. Um, you know the players couldn't deal with it against Guise all those years ago. But you know these players are a little bit different. There's a little bit more about them, and hopefully they can get the job done on Sunday. Yeah, hopefully they can. It's interesting that Mitoff and O'Neill uh, and Dunk and Taylor were all in uh, involved in that. Well, actually, Mitoff wasn't because Ford was in goal, but I think the others were all involved in it. Um, obviously, Mitoff and O'Neill, we'll hear about in a minute, won't be involved this time, but uh, Dunk maybe and Taylor maybe as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. We talk about that again at the end. Um, one of the problems you've got, I guess, when you play a team uh, down at the bottom end is you won't have seen them much before. Um, it was raised, the question was raised is, uh, does the uh, scouting uh, software they use to look at players does it cover um, uh, someone like Curzon Ashton uh, this is what Mark had to say about preparation no they actually do they fit into the Y Scout platform that we use down in the conference conference north and south so we've been able to get some good information on those and footage from people that we know that, that have played them recently so that's been helpful we've been able to, to watch bits of their games as we normally would do and so we can get a basic understanding of what we expect from, from them and, and players that we think are a threat for them but at the same time, as is always the case, we've got to go there and uh, and take the game by the scruff of the neck. These games are always really challenging, really tough, but it's a nice pitch. It's a really good environment up at Curzon, Curzon and we're looking forward to it. I think it's a, a, a game to go and enjoy. Sunday afternoon is a little bit different for everybody, but I think there'll be a good atmosphere there, as there always is in these games. We've had a few over the years that we've had experience of, and it's one that we've got to um, we've got to really relish and, and, and try to get the right side off, because ultimately, for us, it's about progressing in the competition uh, as much as they want to. We, we, we want to equally so we know what these tournaments and this competition can bring whether that's club in terms of finance and exposure but certainly individually it can really boost a profile and a platform and give a team confidence and at a time where we've had a heck of a lot of league games to break away from that and play in a different competition is uh, something to look forward to. And I guess I mean, it's it's great that they can actually get information uh, on on a club that they won't have seen much of. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to comment too much on that uh, because I think the biggest prep uh, was obviously uh, last week. Um, the win at Wickham, very very unexpected, first one in twenty nearly twenty two years, I think, at Wickham. Um, and then although a loss on Saturday, um, at, at least we can we can show a uh, good performance. Uh, we can show plenty of spirit and we can actually show to be the only team that actually scored a goal as well this is what Mark had to say about uh, last week and how that's helped yeah I thought we had a really good week last week obviously the, to take three points from those two really tough away games I think it's a good return and we'd have certainly taken that at the start of the week uh, I thought we've got two really good performances in really spirited really competitive performances and and that's the recipe if you like for what we need to what we need to go into this weekend with, you know, that for, for us, we felt like our performance level was a real success. We think three points from six is a real success on the road against those. And the great thing about success is it leaves clues. 
And the clues for us are that that's the level we have to hit in any game against anybody to, to be a competitive team. So that's what we have to do this weekend. We have to make sure we find the very best of our competitive level and, uh, and make it a really hard game for Kurs and make it difficult for them to be what they want to be in the game and, and, and try to be as fruitful and progressive with the ball as we can be. And it could have been a very different outcome. We'd had such a poor October um, uh, against, admittedly, some very good clubs. We had expected to potentially pick up uh, points at uh, Bristol and or uh, in the home game against Port Vale. Neither of those happened and we played really, really badly in some of these games. Um, we could have gone in literally without uh, a win for you know uh, over a month. But the unexpected surprise at Wickham and then the performance at Peterborough certainly will help the team go into this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's very easy in football to fall into a rut when you start losing games. And as you say, Tim, you know, October for the most part, there were some really horrible games against some of the, the best teams in this league as well. And, you know, we didn't play to the, the level and expectation that we we thought that we could do. Uh, for one reason or another. And, um, you know, the the boys showed last week that that fight and that spirit that we had started to question whether it was there or not, um, you know, they showed it last week. And as Mark says, you know, to get three points out of six last week and two good performances will put them in good set. But, you know, they've got to go and do it again and they've got to do it, you know, starting Sunday against Curzon because, as I say, you are going to have a lot of the ball. You know, we need to be on the front foot. And one of the things probably lacking from the Derby game last week is that when we got chances, we weren't clinical enough. And, you know, we are going to have to take the chances because the game becomes a lot more easier um, if if we put some of our chances away. And, I, you know, I have no doubt that we probably will have chances on Sunday. And if we get an early goal as well, it means they've got to come out at us and it will be a bit easier for us to, to find the space that we need, to, you know, to create even more chances and, you know, to make it a lot more comfortable for us. But, yeah, you know, we're probably about two points as a minimum shy for this month that we might have liked. Um, but, you know, to have a positive week and pick three points up from, you know, the, the game against Wickham, you know, does stand us in positive, you know, in the positive stance. Well, you know, we've got to start this month with a positive win um, in the FA Cup. And then we've got to try and take it over into, you know, another tough game at home against Bolton before uh, Accrington at home the week after, where it's it's a game where we, we can't afford to lose, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, the, and it's kind of very easy to get tunnel vision and focused on the FA Cup. But the the league is really, you know, the bread and butter of what we want to do. We want to make sure that we're not in any danger come the end of the season. Um, and uh, as some of you will have already guessed, part, quite a large part of the press call uh, talked about injuries because we have uh, some, uh, some real problems here. Um, we started off by talking about... Uh, uh, George Williams and, and Harrison Duncan, whether either of them would end up making uh, any kind of appearance. This is what Mark had to say about that. It just depends how he goes today. He's got a good chance of being involved this weekend at some point. So we'll um, see how he goes today and tomorrow. But he's got a good chance of being involved. 
George is struggling a little bit with his shoulder, uh, something from last week. He sort of played out the game, but wasn't really able to take a throw in. He took a, a big contact and fell on his shoulder awkwardly, George Williams. So we need to see where he is. But Harrison's certainly closer and and, and George maybe not, not quite ready for this weekend. But again, we'll just we'll monitor that over the next couple of days and, and make that call. Because it's been quite difficult, really, in the sense of um, the number of players missing. But in a way, it's made it fairly easy to pick a team because there hasn't been so many options in order to do that. And, and probably we're working from a from a pretty much base of 16, 17 players, 18 players maybe from now until January. That's the reality. So in, until we get a chance to do something with the squad, firstly, or secondly, some of those players that are out probably won't be back until then. It gives us a chance to, to have some real consistency in the team and the games thinning out a little bit will hopefully help us keep those players fit and available going into this whole period ahead of us. Yeah, it's it's going to be challenging, isn't it? Um, we'll we'll go back to injuries, uh, uh, the more serious injuries, in a minute. Um, but it's good to at least hear that potentially uh, George Williams and and Harrison Dunk uh, may actually play some part in this. Um, the the schedule easing uh, during November, certainly compared to October, is something we talked about. And before I get you to comment, um, this is what Mark had to say about what that might offer them. Yeah, we hope so. I mean, I think the schedule has been madness, really. And, and I'm definitely not alone in saying that. I know a lot of people have looked at it and found the number of injuries is, is really high. And, and I've said this before, but the World Cup's going to be some very good players missing from. I know it's nothing to do with us, but I think you see the schedule at the top level of the game is very, very heavy as well. And there's a lot of players being injured because of it. Twofold. One, because playing constantly is increasing the risk of injuries, obviously, uh, whether that is muscular injuries or just the normal run of the mill sort of contact ones that can occur and the second thing is then when you when you're running low on players you become overly reliant on the ones that do play and they end up churning out game after game after game probably not in full condition quite often and then that can expose them to, to certain issues as well so we've certainly found that a real challenge in the month of October and and that is that's going to sort of leave a scar a little bit over the next couple of months because of the unavailability of a few but while we are where we are, we've still got some very good players that are available for us. So if we can keep those fit and available and in good spirit, then I'm sure that we can uh, we can attack this next period of time with uh, with an optimism and, and and get some good results along the way. So let's stick with uh, just the, uh, the the short term injuries that we've got at the moment. Uh, we we have struggled to get what would be our first choice team out uh, recently. But one of the nice things about it is we've seen uh, players that were on the fringe at the start of the season uh, starting to come in as well. And uh, particularly two that I want to highlight, uh, Wormans obviously, Ben Wormans obviously played games, but particularly I want to talk about uh, Lewis Simper very quickly and then Ibsen Rossi, who've both really, really settled into the side when they've played and have both shown real promise. Perhaps it's going to take them a while to get to the best but uh, uh, bright hopes for the future yeah absolutely I, I think you know Lewis Simper has been a, a lad who's come through the, the academy and you know gone all the way up the ages he's, he's had a very good month um, you know been really really impressed with him especially being pushed into games against, you know, teams that you know, have had players playing at a higher level, you know, on bigger wages and, you know, having, you know, potentially a better ability than what he might have, where he's not been faced at all. Um, and he had a, he's had a really excellent month uh, overall. Um, you know, his, his vision, his passing is excellent. 
yeah, his set pieces are, you know, are pretty good as well. And, you know, he's not been scared of, you know, putting himself about as well. And, uh, you know, Ibsen Rossi is one of them. You know, he came into the football club from, from Bournemouth in the summer, you know, with a reputation of being a, you know, a very good player. Um, but, you know, it does have a mistake in him, as you would do at his age. Uh, made that mistake in the Bolton game. A derby game, wasn't it? I think actually the derby game, sorry. And, um, you know, the derby scored from it. And uh, we didn't see him for a couple of games. And we thought, oh, you know, it's a little bit harsh on him. But he's, he's come in for last week uh, against Wickerman and Peterborough and uh, showed, uh, you know, his absolute class. You know, carries the ball well, you know, he's good in the air. You know, strong as well, defense defensively, and yeah, there's still a little bit there to work with. But I think he's got a, an excellent centre back partner in Lloyd Jones, who's been absolutely phenomenal this season. And uh, you know, I, I long that the two carry on in the team really because that's that's how you learn and that's how you grow as a player is by playing games of football. Yeah, definitely. And I think you, you mentioned Lloyd-Jones and, you know, we, we expected him to do well and, you know, how he's fulfilled not just the defending role, but we're now seeing him go forward, <laughs> substitute substitute centre-forward almost at times. But uh, uh, on a more serious note, uh, those are the those are the easy injuries. Uh, George Williams and Dunk, uh, Fajiri, Oknibere, uh, poor lad, almost in tears uh, coming off in the Wickham game. This is what Mark had to say about uh, the, the more sin- serious injuries that are lined up within the team at the moment? Yeah, that's not a good one. He's He's got a hamstring tear, so he's going to be missing for probably 10 to 12 weeks. So for us, it's another blow, really, certainly in attacking positions. He's been in really good readiness to play. He's obviously put together a couple of 90 minutes in the cup competitions, has had an impact from the bench at times, has trained really well and got his first league start at Wickham and then has obviously turned in a running motion sort of on a counter-attack, felt his hamstring, came off the pitch and we've obviously had that scan since and that's going to be a, a blow for, for us, but for him as well, you know, when, when you've had a, such a long period out, it's, uh, it's disappointing for him massively. So he's handled that well, he's an unbelievable character, he's, he's brilliant around the place. So with, with him at the moment, that's obviously a big blow. Dimi Mitoff missing, big player for us. It's a big blow. Adam May had his reconstructive surgery yesterday on his on his ACL, so he is um, recovering. I tried to speak to him last night, but he was away with the fairies, so we'll try again today once he'd come round. So those, those ones are obviously Adam's season is is done. Dimi will be the new year. Fajiri will be sometime in the new year. Brandon isn't out training yet. He's going to be probably a similar sort of time frame. And Liam O'Neill's got a bit of a problem with his ankle that sustained in a tackle last week. It's going to take take him out for a few weeks as well. So we, we are certainly lighter in those areas. And any injuries that we're getting, we're not getting many sort of week to 10 day ones. We're getting quite significant ones, which is a which is tough, actually, for us to take when they're coming around as they are. But I guess it's just a consequence of the season. We're well stocked in some areas of the team, but quite often is the case. The injuries come in the same areas and that leaves us a little bit lighter. But we'll get through that and um, we'll go into the weekend and, and, and the, the month ahead with, with an enthusiasm that we can, uh, we can grind out some results. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, you, what can you say? I mean, in, injuries happen. The, the 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 schedule of games has taken their toll, uh, and it is what it is. Um, but uh, Okunabiri just started to show uh, his talent. Fortunately, it's not a repeat of the original injury. Um, but he was absolutely devastated coming off at Wickham. He knew it was serious, um, and uh, you know he was he was genuinely almost in tears as he walked off the pitch. It was easy to see how how painful that was to him, both mentally and physically um, uh, and the rest obviously Adam May we knew was uh, going to be out uh, probably for the rest of the year that's now really been confirmed um, you know it, it is as I say you can't do a lot about it um, you just have to get on with it as uh, Mark said there Matt yeah you you do um, it, it's, it's disappointing for a lot of them I mean fortunately the, the goalkeeping we had two other goalkeepers, so you know, Dimmy's injury didn't affect us too much. Um, probably did him a little bit of good because you know, probably hasn't had his best season this year, so time for him to you know focus, get himself better, and then he, he's got a challenge in, in the new year to try and force himself back into the first team. Uh, Okunabiro is obviously a bit of a blow because he looked a very good player, as you said, so, you know, some really good touches. Uh, scored some really good goals. I think there was a conundrum with him from Mark um, about where his best position actually was in the pitch. And, um, you know, I, I always felt that, you know, the new year was going to be key for, for him in terms of getting him in more regularly if he could stay, you know, injury-free. So, so, again, he's going to have to go away, you know, heal up reset his, himself and get ready for, for the new year and, you know, break him back into the first team. And ultimately, you know, hopefully earning himself a, a contract at the football club for longer uh, for next season. Um, midfield, you know, I think we've commented already, you know, the, the midfield looked like our weakest part of our team. Um, you know, there was a bit of a worry. And now, you know, Adam May being out for the season, uh, Liam O'Neill injured again. Uh, it's it's one of them, you know. At the end, you, we've got to deal with it with what we've got. There's only I think about three of them now, and I, I think January that will be the area uh, that we'll target a lot for in terms of signings, whether it's a loan signing or you know a, a, a deal that we can get in. And you know we we look at it in terms of recruitment. You know from last year we had plenty of midfield options uh, with Jensen Weir being on. On loan, and now now we've got barely anyone. So it, it, it's one of those things, you know. We're going to have to deal with it until January. But you know, the the squad does need strengthening. There are areas it does need strengthening, and um, you know, we've just got to try and do the best that we can, and uh, you know, pick up as many points as we can going into the new year. So you know, we're hopefully away from the relegation battle, and Mark's got something to to work with in terms of finances from a, another cup run to get those players in that we will need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, just very quickly then, half an hour, just just under half an hour to uh, kick off uh, by the time you're listening to this. Uh, a prediction? I'm hoping for a comfortable 2-0 win. Yeah, I think that's. I think we're all hoping for that one. I think, uh, and, and hopefully it will be. Hopefully we can show that spirit. We can show what we're made of and, and get that. Well, uh, Matt, thanks very much for uh, joining us. Um, we will uh, talk to you as usual again next week. Cheers. Take care, mate. Bye. 
So there we go. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, the uh, women's football. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So it's uh, cup action for both City and uh, United uh, women's teams um, against each other at St Neots. It was supposed to be at the Abbey, but uh, um, the uh, Colin Heath game that City were playing two weeks ago got postponed till last week, and uh, now it doesn't fit in with the schedule at the Abbey. Um, so it's going to be at St Neots. That's a kickoff again in uh, um, what just about uh, twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes. Um, we spoke to uh, both managers during the week. Let's start with. Um, let's start with Cambridge United with Darren Marjoram. Uh, oh no, actually, let's start with uh, Rob Cole's uh, Cambridge City ladies. So, Rob, it was uh, third qualifying round FA Cup on Sunday. We really finished the show just as you were about to kick off uh, against Colney Heath away, and uh, um, it, it didn't go your way, but it was a, a tight result, one nil. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a tough game. I mean, I have to tip my hat to the Colney Heath. They did what they wanted to do. Their game plan really well. Uh, we had far more of the possession um, in the game, but just couldn't couldn't break the deadlock. I mean, like their goalkeeper played really well and the defence played really well as a whole, to be fair. And um, we just couldn't pick the lock and it come down to a deflected goal in the 87th minute or 85th minute to win it. And uh, yeah, all the best to them. But it was a tough one, to, a tough pill to swallow, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's it's always difficult. We've lost a couple of games just recently on own goals. It's a, it's a terrible and cruel way to unfortunately go out specifically to go out of a cup competition. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, losing is tough anyway, but especially when it's something quite so where where we've done so well up until that point, and then just a freak deflection that lobs our goalkeeper from 30, 40 yards. It's just uh, makes it even harder, you know, because especially when when I thought we played quite well, played some good football. And and just couldn't pick the lock, unfortunately. And I guess you, you always look for takeaways from this, and the fact that you did play well, and the fact that you had the majority of the attacking uh, options available to you. Uh, at least that will be good taking you forward. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like it's the combination because we've had those tough run of tough three games, which we've spoken about over the past few weeks. You know, where we didn't have the ball for long periods of the game, and we were really quite good defensively. And this game was quite flipped the opposite. You know, it was, it, we, we had the ball more often. And actually, it, it, it highlighted some of the things that we might have not got better at whilst we've gone through this little run of games, you know, where it's been we've been focusing more on our shape without the ball, which has improved dramatically. And now we need to go away and, and, and work on and piecing all the jigsaw puzzle together. And I guess if we look at uh, the next block of three games, obviously we start on uh, Sunday, uh, two o'clock at St Neots in the plate competition against uh, Cambridge United. Um, derbies are always good games anyway, and uh, this one's always uh, a good one. And it's probably uh, on as roughly even over the last uh, few outings, but uh, looking forward to that one, I guess. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, to be fair. Like um, the last time we played Cambridge midweek game, yeah, we didn't play at our best. That was like the, the first sort of start of our poor run, really. And um, we've improved dramatically over that this last few weeks. And it's now going to be a nice little test to see where we've where we've come. And it's a test to the girls to sort of put it all together because there's obviously local derbies, a bit of pressure on the game in the cup as well. So nobody, want, neither team wants to lose this one. Um, and we, we were out for a bit of revenge after the, uh, the midweek beating that we took a few weeks back. 
Yeah. And then going on to the to the following two games, two home games and probably two really important games for you. You've got uh, Hounslow, who are firmly at the bottom of the league currently. And then you've got Chesham, who are not far above you, but they've put together a good run recently. Two important games to pick points up from. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's it's every game for us at the minute with the run we're currently on is is important. You know, we need to get some momentum. We need to get a, a win under our belt and then give us a bit of a foundation to build off. You know, it's it's all too well to say how we've how well we played against the top teams, but ultimately on the on the result sheet, it still counts as three losses. So um, so we need to get some points on the board. We need to put all the hard work we've done over the past few weeks onto the pitch and uh, and get a win. Ultimately, I don't really care how it comes about. We just need to get three points, and um, and then from there we have something solid to build from. And again, uh, have the uh, team come through without uh, without injury from the last game? Yeah, no injuries, no injuries to report, thankfully. And uh, we're, we're going into Sunday with a strong squad. You must be fairly unique in uh, football clubs where you're not seeing any injuries at all. It's a it's a good sign for for later on in the season. I mean, it's good. I mean, luckily, when when, when me and Darren were, were in charge of the 23s last year, we didn't. I don't think we had one injury in the whole of last year either. So I'll put it down to the amazing training that we're trying to do. <laughs> Yeah, definitely put it down to that. Makes you look good. Uh, so uh, they are obviously, as it said, uh, playing uh, Cambridge United. Cambridge United uh, without a game last week, as you'll hear. Um, spoke to Darren uh, about uh, what he was uh, looking forward to for the weekend. So, Darren, we left you uh, without a game last Sunday. Um, you trained instead. Did that go well? We had limited numbers. Um, being honest, we... We gave all of those that had injury and illness the, the weekend off. Uh, so we trained with those that were fit and well. Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, it's, it's always good to get together, even if you don't have a game. It's a chance to just everybody to keep in touch with each other, do some work, which is good physically. And, you know, we did some stuff that, that technically keeps us on on uh, the top of our game as such. So, yeah, it was useful. Um, we did get offers of, of friendlies, if I'm honest, but we, we said no or I said no because um, I, I thought it was more valuable rather than just trying to manage people through a week um, it was more sensible for them to have the weekend off. So yeah, it was it was good for for the few that we had. But um, looking forward to getting back to the real stuff this week. And in terms of those that weren't fit enough uh, to uh, train, how have they done during the week? Are they likely to be back uh, back in the squad um, for the weekend? A bit of a mixed bag. Um, so we've got Abby Jackson is is fifty fifty if I'm honest because. She's had a slight ankle knock um, and we're just being very cautious. We, we want to make sure she's fully recovered before she's back at training or playing. So she's seen physio, um, could potentially return for the weekend. So we'll just see how that one goes. Um, Rachel Kosky got a knock on her um, on her leg in training a couple of weeks ago and played uh, against Norwich with it. Um, was a bit uncomfortable, but got through the game. But since we we had a, a week without a game, we, we gave her the week off. Um, but she, she's still not, it's not improved massively. So again, I'd, I'd say that she's a little bit touch and go. Um, Ruth Fox has had had injury, uh, illness over the last uh, week or so. So she's, again, we're just waiting to see. She didn't train uh, last night so or Tuesday night. So we're just just having a little look at how that goes. But uh, the others that were that were injured or, or ill are all looking back in form. So yeah, it was, it, was a, it was the right thing to do in hindsight as well as at the time um, because we managed to get those players back fine. Okay, and it's on to the delayed uh, plate competition, uh, the derby at, uh, at uh, St Neots. Unfortunately, not uh, the, not uh, the Abbey uh, against Cambridge City. Um, you always look forward to those kind of games. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and after having a, having a week off, we look forward to any game. If I'm honest, you know that that week off is strange. Having come from a time where you know football went into into a period of not playing through COVID times for for a couple of seasons, um, I don't know whether that's a factor, but it, but certainly I, I think most people are the same as me. I'm I, you know I can't wait to be back at a game again, um, and a week off seems a long time. So yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, a derby game adds adds a little bit of spice to it, and um, and a cup game too. So away from league action. So yeah, I think it will. Uh, I think it'll be a good game. And if we look at the block of three, uh, starting with the United City derby, you've got Hounslow uh, away uh, the week out. Well, a couple of weeks after that, uh, and then Norwich again um, just you know, just after that as well. Uh, Hounslow obviously anchoring uh, firmly anchored at the bottom of the league. Cambridge City are going to be playing them, I think, just before you do. Um, you'll be looking obviously to capitalise on the position they're in and 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 pick up a bit of momentum. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, it's it's sad really to see that there's there's teams that are finding it tough in in this league. Um, it was unfortunate how they had a very difficult start to the season where they couldn't play for a few weeks because they just couldn't get a squad together. And although they have now got a squad together, it's it's obviously very thin. So it's a difficult time for them. But I think you know a lot of credit to to teams who keep ploughing on and eventually it will come good for them. It will come right. I'm sure of that. It does with most teams. I think if you look at the league last year, there was teams who were really really struggling early part of the season. Um, and they turned around and made a real fight of it towards the end, even with with four going down last season. So I've I've no doubts that at some point they'll turn it around. And um, you know, until that time, every team like ourselves when they play them will will want to make make use of that. But can't underestimate them. Every team can go and win a game of football when they step out on that pitch. So we've just got to turn up professionally, do our job in in all of those three games in the block three. Um, and like you say, Norwich, you know, third time we'll have met them now before Christmas. Um, so it's unusual really in that sense that we'll have played both league games on any team before the Christmas break. Um, you know, and, and that's something that we've got to really turn around the two results we've had against Norwich. So that's a, it's a challenge for us and, and one we're really looking forward to because we thought that we'd, uh, or we knew that we'd improved going into the last game against them and, and didn't really show that in the result, although elements of the performance did. So, um, you know, we're really keen to try and try and turn that around and, and show what we're really capable of. Yeah, so I, both teams, both of the women's teams need to uh, get some momentum behind them uh, to uh, start moving them uh, up the league. Uh, Cambridge United in uh, sixth place, uh, but only uh, five points away from the relegation zone. Uh, Cambridge City in 10th place, just one above the relegation zone, uh, having only got three points. So both of them could do with uh, some momentum in there. So we'll take a break and we'll come back and talk about all things non-league. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. OK, so here's where it gets complicated again. It's now Saturday evening. I do know the uh, uh, results. Uh, Cambridge City lost 3-1 away at Stamford and Histon had a massive win, uh, 6-0 against Long Buckby. I spoke to uh, Lance after the game and this is what he had to say. Lance, as Saturday afternoon football goes, it doesn't really get much better than that, does it? No, I think we should start at two o'clock every weekend, I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, we asked for a performance today. We said that, you know, that the second half uh, last week away at MK Irish was very good. Uh, we won that, obviously, 1-0 in the second half. We gave away the game in the first half, like we said last week. And we went back to a back three today. And I just thought we looked more solid. There was less gaps for us, for them. And then a front three today with Connor Barnes making his debut, with Marley Fisher earning his place from last week. 
uh, and, and Marcus Cole just in behind them. I thought we, we just, every time we picked the ball up in good areas, they couldn't live with our pace and we were a threat every time we really, really went into the last third. And it was interesting, the news of the week was Connor Barnes uh, coming on a, a dual registration to uh, look for game time with you and uh, a, a great debut, as you'd expect. I think the last time he played against you, it was uh, three goals for him. Yeah, it was, yeah. So, I mean, we've inquired about Connor twice to Robbie and both times he's turned me down and I think I understand the lead. And again, I think they've got a, they've got three or four strikers at City and, you know, Connor needs time um, and minutes. So it's just, it's a win-win for both parties. You know, if Connor does well for us, obviously if he enjoys it, he may stay uh, for as long as possible. Obviously we hope that. On today's performance, you can see why we'd want to keep him. He led the line beautifully. You know, he gets his deserved goal. You know, with a great. You know, we came out second half at three 0 and we said initially that you know we must score the next goal because if they get the the first goal second half, then it makes it a bit difficult. But the, the fourth goal was was nice football. We won it back in midfield, got it out wide, great cross from Riley and a back stick header from from Connor. So to go four up like that straight away and then turn the screw to go five up, it was just one of those days where everything kind of went right for us. But then that only comes off the back of hard work and and commitment like we gave today. Six goals, the first one an own goal. Uh, you could have been already uh, winning 1-0 by then. Um, and uh, a, a very strong uh, first half. You never really let them settle and defensively they were frail. Yeah, they were. I mean, we said this because obviously, like I say, watching them on the, on the Wednesday night, the one thing they didn't, they lacked a bit of pace and there was a lot of gaps in between the back four and midfield too. And we just said look, there'd be lots of pockets of space. And I thought Marcus Cole was outstanding today in that, in that position. You know, he picked up a lot of ball. Um, he was aggressive, you know. What is he, five foot five and probably about nine stone went through. But his ability to turn on a sixpence, he, he, he won balls in good areas. You know, he's all right. He deservedly got man of the match today, you know, because the way he played, you know, he probably scored one. No, he didn't score. He probably assisted on three of the goals out of the six today. So, you know, and just in the terms of how he played, you know, we, we won it back in good areas. And we've been thriving for that for God knows how many weeks. And today it, it, it worked for us. And like you say, we have three 17-year-olds that all scored their senior debuts today uh, in both Romans and obviously Marley yeah, and, and Connor, obviously. So it was a, a good day at the office. And as you say, Marcus Cole picked up man of the match. I don't think there was a blade of grass that he didn't touch in that performance. Didn't score, but uh, what a contribution. Yeah, he was magnificent. And it's funny, we've played him in that role three or four times a season. He hasn't quite got it. And I just said to him, look, you, you pick the deep line midfield player up, but basically cheap because the way they play, especially they'll leave gaps in between their mid midfield and defence. And, and it worked beautifully first half. And like I say, we, we, we played at a good tempo today. We, we obviously, we don't have a game next weekend. So our, our gambit term was, you get the next week, weekend off, you give a good performance. They did that and, and some. And as you say, uh, in those five goals, uh, first senior goals for uh, Barton, Lock Canning and uh, Marley Fisher, and also a debut goal for Connor Barnes. Yeah, you can't ask for any more. You know, like when we, the, the six goal falling to you know Roman Lock Canning just sums up the day really. You know, it's, it's a speculative shot from Luke Crisp and falls straight into his path. Good first touch and, and can't finish. You know, it just it just sums up the day. Roman Barton scores from what twenty yards with a delicate chip over the goalkeeper and Marley's finish is, is, is a striker's finish in the first half across the goalkeeper. So and obviously then Connor's head at the back stick. We scored some good goals today. Played some good football. Uh, defended better. You know, and it's the first clean sheet. So uh, yeah, delighted with, with everyone today. Exactly, a first clean sheet, and it gives you it gives you a, a positive goal difference as well as well as the three points. And uh, the good thing about it was it was literally application for the full ninety plus minutes as well. Yeah, it was, and we said this. You know, look, one thing we we strive for is that complacency is a bad word in football. And uh, at three and a half time, we could have been that 
and we weren't. And the way we came out second half to score quickly in the second half after they changed their formation was testament to how the team was. And like you say, our work ethic off the ball today was was fantastic. I thought the, the, the three centre-halves did, did very well. Our wing-backs were superb at times. And we, we created chances all for 95 minutes. And so, yeah, it was a good day at the office. And one of those where you think, can we repeat that next time we play? Because, you know, if we can do that time and time and time again, we will be top six. Yeah, I think if they can do that uh, regularly, they certainly will be looking good for a top six. Apologies for the quality of that. It was very noisy. I think people were very happy. Uh, it really was a good game, though. And, you know, we, we often hear Lance talking about how we've nearly got things right and we were unlucky. Um, but on that showing today, I mean, first of all, uh, the young lads, uh, three 17-year-olds made senior, uh, scored their first senior goals. Connor Barnes in the team now uh, and got a debut goal. It, it is looking good and hopefully they can can uh, stay that way and uh, things will continue to go well for them but certainly from what I saw today it was a really good game of football uh, for the neutral as well as for the Histon fans Um, uh, really enjoyable and uh, hopefully it will continue that way quick break and we'll come back and talk about City From the Terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio so, Robbie, not quite as uh, lucky. A 3-1 loss at uh, Stamford. Um, spoke to him uh, this morning. This is what he had to say about the game. So, Robbie, before we get on to uh, yesterday's football action, uh, an interesting uh, text came my way uh, that uh, Connor Barnes had signed with Histon on a, a dual registration confirmed by both clubs. What's the uh, What's the story behind that? Well, purely and simply, Connor wants to go and play some football somewhere. You know, it, it's it's not what we wanted, but, you know, we had seven-day approaches from a, a number of football clubs um, over the last week. And, you know, Connor's decided that for the short term, um, he wants to go and play his football elsewhere and, and get some, some minutes under his belt. You know, we're, we're, we're happy that we've still got him on dual reg because, like I say, we do see him playing a big part for us in, in the future. You know, and we, we've we've sort of invested a lot of time and effort, and you know, modelling him into a, a southern central player. You know, a, a, a non-league centre forward. You know, coming out of Colts sort of football and getting him used to the knocks and the bumps and the, getting him into good position. So, you know, we're we're slightly disappointed that he's chosen to to go at this moment. But you know, we can't really do an awful lot. You know, when clubs put seven days in, it's it's almost out of our hands. At, at that point and you know Connor wants to stay here long term but at the moment he just wants to go and play football and you know he's chosen his thing okay well let's get on to the football after uh, the success at Yaxley uh, last week 2-1 win it was on to uh, Stamford um, right at the other end of the table uh, in second place only one loss so far uh, in the league always going to be a difficult game yeah, you know they're they're a, they're a very good team, you know, and and when we went there last year, we we knew that you know first half we'd have to weather a storm because of how you know how good they are at home and having only lost one game this season, we knew it would be a difficult test for us. But you know we were always in the game, always in the game, and and the goals are, are the three terrible mistakes, individual mistakes that have cost us. And you know it, it's one of those at the moment. You know we we dominated half time. We went in and had a little bit chat about the shape and, and how we were going to get them and after the first five minutes of the second half it was literally one way traffic and we had I think we had eight corners on, on the bounce we've hit the bar we've had their keepers pulled off three or four unbelievable saves you know at 2-1 and, and they were really hanging on and then because we're you know we wanted to have a go and you know we're trying to get back in the game and we actually 
you know, again, you come off the pitch at the end and you're getting the pats on the back from everyone that's watching it and their management and, you know, telling us how good we are and probably one of the best teams that have come here again. And, you know, not many teams come here and do what you've done to us. And, and so that's both nice and disappointing in a way because, you know, we know what we've got in the room. We know that, you know, we were missing seven players yesterday. And to go to a team that are top of the league with so many players missing gave us great confidence moving forward because, like I say, we had Ali Conway at right back, you know, with Ben Bradley hadn't played for a little bit coming into midfield. We had, you know, sort of Ryan Ingrid getting his third game in as, as many weeks, having been out for so long, you know. So we were really up against it. But a massive, massive plus for me, you know, half an hour to go, we brought Nathan Olakami on, who has missed an awful lot of football, probably 18 months of football because of uh, a really, really bad injury in his hip. And it was great to see him back on the pitch and touch wood. He's, he's had no, no ill effects of that this morning. He feels good. So that's a massive positive for us moving forward. You know, somebody that... You know, he's he's come in every Tuesday or Thursday for the last year and he's, you know, he deserves, hopefully he can put that injury behind him and, and, and help us and help himself kick on a bit. I guess the difficulty for fans is, you know, they hear what you're saying about dominating games, but they're also seeing the same defensive mistakes and they're seeing that, you know, the results aren't coming. What do you say to them? I just... Uh... You know, it's the process is is right. You know, we're we're gonna at some point because of the domination. You know, we, we've got to start converting the chances. Like I say, yesterday, you know, if we get the second goal and go two all, it completely changes the the, the game. And, you know, we're we're not a million miles away, Tim. And I think, you know, people that are watching us week in week out, people can't sit there and say, oh, you know, we, we've rolled over. We're you know, we're we're not very good. We we look like a bottom four team because we don't. You know, we can't dominate against the the better teams for so long and not start picking up points. You know, I, I think once we get some of these players back, we've got Isaac Maynard back from his holidays this week. You know, Matty Miles will be fit this week. So you add those two to the group. We've also hopefully signed in Dan Cotton from Yaxley. He's been there for a number of years. He's he's a proven step four can play wide or through the middle, scores a lot of goals. You know, we're, we're bringing him into the building. So he, he will be a massive plus for us, you know, and that will help the likes of Ben Nolan, uh, Jake Battersby, you know, the others that are in that forward position. And, you know, with the void that Connor's left, you know, we need to fill that void. And, and Dan Cotton's a, a very good uh, addition to the group. You know, the, the mistakes that we're making are, they are silly, sloppy mistakes, individual mistakes. And, and they're mistakes from players that I wouldn't normally associate those types of mistakes with. But, you know, when you're under pressure, uh, being, being near the bottom and confidence is a little bit fragile, mistakes happen. And they happen to the best of the players in the world. You know, they all make mistakes at times and, and it's the character to come through those. And like I say, the two mistakes we made after in the first half, you know, we thought, oh God, here we go. You know, this you're playing second in the league and it could have gone the other way. And, and credit to the lads, they, they they really stuck at the task. They they worked hard. They got around Stanford and, and in the end, you know, 3-1 really does flatter them. You know, and I've, I've seen the report from their manager, you know, he hasn't been put under the cosh like that for, for half an hour since he's been there. So it speaks volumes to how we played and how we took the game to them. And, and we just need to be a little bit more like that, almost from the off and not be within ourselves and, and not fear anything. So, you know, lots, lots to be pleased with. Result, obviously not. But, you know, there are signs of this team and this group of players that are starting to to, to kick on. And, and there's one or two individual players that are really starting to stand out. You know, Ben Nolan, uh, for one. Uh, Tommy Rigby is another that, you know, they're both really starting to take to this level like we knew they would. And if we can get Ingrid fitter, you know, Dan Cotton coming in, uh, you know, I, 
I'm more than happy with where we're going at this moment, albeit the league position is, uh, you know, it is worrying, but we are only sort of 13 games in and, yeah. you know, three points takes us, you know, if we get in the next three points can take us sort of five, six places up the league. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, but I do look at teams like Chase Town who are just above us, you know, and, and have a massive budget, you know, so it's not a given this league and it is a very tough league. You know, certainly for, for teams around the Cambridgeshire area having to travel where we travel and, you know, sort of identifying players that want to do that and commit to that has been very tough because we don't have a, a massive pot of money that we can we can throw out players. So it, it's a question of identifying players that we feel can make us better at the, at the current wage structure that we're at. And certainly Dan Cotton from Yaxley certainly fits that bill. And look, we're looking at one or two others that hopefully will also fit that bill. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for uh, joining us. Cup game on uh, Tuesday against We Speech to Mary and then Loughborough in the league. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much. So that's all we've got time for uh, this week. It's uh, two o'clock nearly and uh, we're about to kick off here at Curzon Ashton. We're also about to kick off in the women's football, the uh, United City Derby at St Neots. Um, so if you're not doing anything and you've still got time to get down for the second half, at least that's uh, uh, worth a watch. Um, thanks very much to everyone who's been in the show this week. Thanks to Matt, especially because he gave up his Friday evening so we could do the pre-record. Um, but also thanks to Rob Coles and Darren Marjoram who changed the schedules to fit in with this. And of course uh, to Lance and to Robbie who uh, spoke to me uh, this morning. So next week, uh, as I say, back to normal. Uh, Cambridge are playing Bolton uh, at the Abbey Stadium. Uh, City have got Loughborough Dynamos and uh, Histon haven't got a game because March is still in cup action so that game has been postponed but both of them have got midweek um, Cambridge Cup Invitation games. City have got um, uh, Wisbeach St Mary and Histon have got uh, Cambridge University Press, that's right. So uh, if you need to see a game in the week that's the ones to go down for. Um, Thanks very much as I say to everyone. Stay on Cambridge 105 Radio. Still plenty to see uh, here today. Tony Barnfield, his usual two hours, his uh, talk show first, and then Classical Cambridge after that. We've got Pete Butchers at four o'clock till five o'clock with Jazz Today. Uh, Then Polish Waves, five till six, our old neighbours, followed by the uh, Cambridge Film Show, six till seven. And then it's on to the evening programming, seven till eight, the Big Band Show. 8 till 9, Jackie Bond with Let the Good Times Roll. 9 till 10 with Queer Cambridge. 10 till 11 with Stagger. And uh, Robert Louis Abrahamson finishes the evening off with Evening Under Lamplight. That's all we've got time for this week. We shall see you again.